Happy Friday, Holy Family. It's Friday, May 28th. It's the last day of school. It's somewhat surreal to be saying that. <laughs> it's the last day. Uh, there's a good vibe here at Holy Family. I hope there's a good vibe wherever you are as you're listening to this and you're excited to see your kids more and have a great summer with them. I think you're going to really enjoy the pod. I'm going to be joined shortly with an awesome Holy Family parent who's been here longer. She probably knows. She's forgotten more about Holy Family than I know. That's how much she knows about this place. And we're going to be talking about something awesome called Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. I'm going to be joined by Jennifer Francis. Let's go. So thanks for dialing in once again, one last time here for the for the school year. Super excited to have one last pod, and we'll probably do some kind of year in review podcast, or maybe we'll get together once or twice over the summer uh, just for fun and again to do what we always do because this is the Holy Family Happenings podcast, aka Positively Family, where we exist for two primary reasons. First and foremost, we exist in order to give you the newsletter in the most easy to digest way possible, which is to listen to it. And we also exist in order to be more of a family. Sorry about that noise in the background. We're playing some music and rocking and rolling as the students have just left uh, for the last time this year, which is sad for us, but yeah, it's also celebratory for us. So there goes that. Hey, let's start off with uh, uh, one last prayer here for our final podcast of the year. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Gracious God, you're so good. Thank you for entrusting us uh, with these children, uh, with these students. Help us to always see them as you see them. Help us to see our work the way you need us to see it as a vocation uh, that is so beautiful. And we humbly thank you for calling us to this work and for sending these kids to us and for these families for entrusting them to us. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is going to be a good show. Let me give you your buzz. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? First up in your buzz is actually the summer hours for the business office and St. Jude and LaSalle's main offices. So they'll be open uh, 9 to 3, Monday through Friday, beginning on Tuesday, June 1st through Wednesday, June 30th. And then both main offices will be closed during the month of July and will resume regular summer office hours, uh, or sorry, regular office hours 8 to 4 starting Monday, August 2nd. Hey, that's my birthday. And then business office summer hours are 10 to 3 starting June 1st, and they run through July 30th. And you can reach the business office by calling 319-390-6512. Then on the e-backpack, there are several items in there. Uh, the kind of, for me, the most fun one is um, <clears throat> from uh, Jake Gervas. Those of you who are big Hawkeye fans will remember he played defensive back for the Hawks, and now he plays for the LA Rams. He uh, went to Assumption High School, went to the Hawks as a walk-on, and then earned a scholarship, and then was a starter, and was awesome. Um, so Jake Gervas actually called LaSalle a couple times and asked if we could promote a uh, uh, summer fundraiser camp thing he's doing with uh, Tristan Wirfs and like 20 other NFL uh, football players. Um, so it's going to be really cool. A bunch of Hawkeyes are going to be there. And it's a fundraiser for children's oncology research, for cancer research uh, for Children's Hospital. So uh, we'll add that flyer here. So by the time you hear this, it should be in there. Then in principally speaking, all I did was kind of tease out next year's scripture theme. This year, our theme, as you'll recall, was hope. And uh, boy, I'm glad of that. And then next year, uh, our theme will be on love. So just kind of tease it out for you a little bit. And then there's a big thank you in there. 
to Denise Fillenworth and the Parent Association for providing an awesome lunch from Willie Ray's Q Shack today. That was a really great treat to end our year. And then there are still some yearbooks, which I've told you many, many times. So those are in the school offices if you want to give us a call or an email to get a yearbook for 20 bucks. And the open conversations that we started last week, I, I've spoken with a few of our uh, staff and parents who went last week to that, um, who are just so appreciative to have the opportunity to start having some important and, as we're calling them, open conversations about race and culture here at Holy family. So really glad of that. Then again, just one more reminder about tuition, fees, and lunch account balances is in the newsletter, which I've told you several times already, so I won't repeat that. And also I won't repeat uh, much more about the fact that it's time for Holy Family Parent Association board nominations to be coming in. Um, so excited for uh, a new team to start next year. We've enjoyed our team this year and looking forward to whoever we have next year. Um, a thank you to Kurt and Randy Gibbs who were able to, um, in just a couple days, build our Gaga Ball Pit for us. So again, we, we wrote a grant, we were awarded that money, and then um, and just uh, last weekend they bought the all the lumber for it, and I think it was Monday, the parts showed up in the mail, uh, were delivered uh, to, to, to put that together, and they did that, uh, I believe it was Tuesday and Wednesday, and now we've got a Gaga Ball Pit out behind LaSalle, so that's really fun. And then the LaSalle Athletic, uh, Athletics Department is doing a fall can drive October 5 through 12. So starting now, you can be collecting your, canned, uh, your, your cans in your garage or someplace that makes sense for you. And then you can bring them October 5 through 12 and put them in our giant uh, kind of cage that we're going to have. And then we'll take that to the can shed. And the money that we get will be to support uh, students, uh, families who could use a little bit of help uh, paying for their athletics costs because we don't want anybody to not participate due to cost. Then at LaSalle Middle School, uh, report cards will be coming out, we uh, think by Tuesday, June 1st, and Nancy Franey will send out an email with instructions to families when those report cards are ready. And just another, a fun day, uh, thank you, that we had such a good time yesterday, uh, all the kids running around just having a ball, and the parents that helped volunteer for either a few hours or in some cases all day to make that happen are so appreciated for all of our fifth, sixth, and seventh grade students who got to have that fun day yesterday here. The, the update about PE Athletics from Mr. Dole is in the newsletter once again, so I won't read that for a 30th time. Um, and I'll just quickly remind you that we do need coaches for volleyball, basketball, and football. You can email Mr. Dole uh, at jdole at holyfamilycr.org. Or for football coaching, you can email Aaron Schultz at aaron at mjsia.com. Then over at St. Jude, the Olympic Field Day was a real ball, and we had a whole bunch of parents come and help make that a possibility for us. The rain fortunately held off, so students in K-4 through were able to enjoy an afternoon outside doing lots of different fun stations. And thanks to Mr. Cook for putting all that together. Then we had an award ceremony over at St. Jude's just today, and every student got an award, some kind of recognition from their teacher. Pictures were taken, and those will be uploaded just to Seesaw, so you can see those privately. And then 21-22 kindergarten information is coming out, so if you have a, a child who is coming into our kindergarten, uh, that information will be uh, sent out to you, I think at the end of June. I'm looking, sorry. Uh, yeah, end of June that'll be coming, and then it'll be due back August 6th. Uh, some important papers that uh, we need per the state of Iowa to enroll your kindergartner. Uh, then another thank you for all the folks who brought snack, snacks over to St. Jude's. Mary Nagotho, Jesse Pearson, Melissa Helling, and Megan Jones. Those treats this past week were really appreciated and super tasty. 
Then finally, uh, Xavier High School partner parishes and community news. Just another reminder about koloshes are coming, which is great. Uh, Xavier U Summer Camps is in there again. Cedar Rapids uh, Bulldogs Girls Basketball reminder is in there one more time. And then I think this one is new, so I'll share it out. Cedar Rapids Saints Girls Softball Tryouts uh, for 8U through 12U teams. Those are coming right up, and so there is a flyer in the e-backpack about all of those. So thanks for listening to your buzz. I hope this was informative and helpful, and I'm really excited to share this next conversation with you between myself and Jennifer Francis, a longtime school mom and a big proponent of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. She's going to share this and why it's so awesome. I'm really excited for you to hear about it. We're going to have it here next fall uh, for our kindergarten students, and from there we just hope to expand it. So I'm really excited for you to hear this conversation between myself and Jennifer Francis in a segment that we call We Are Family. Well, I'm super excited to uh, have a parent on the pod. I can't think of the last time we had a parent on the podcast who wasn't also one of our staff members. So Jennifer, thanks for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. It's fun to be on the other end of the uh, the microphone because I like to listen to the podcast. So thanks for having me. Yeah, I love that you listen to it. Yeah. Um, and so a few weeks ago, I, I mentioned um, that a few parents that we could ask me, how many people listen to the show? And you made me, you know, yeah. that, that yeah. was an impetus for me to look back at our diagnostics and see that. So Jennifer was one of the parents who listens pretty regularly and uh, and asked about that. And your husband, Ted, and actually you're, you're the fourth Francis on the podcast. Oh, dear. I can't believe okay. that this is your first time because Marie was on with Ted and Max. Yes. Yes. A year ago or something? I've just been waiting for the invitation. I know, right? <laughs> just patiently. The glory. All oh, the glory. Um, I'm finally here. Hopefully I don't disappoint. But um, so uh, things go for full circle. And as you know, we have beginnings, we have ends. Here we are the last day of school. And if we're being honest, we're really doing this podcast off the cuff. I don't really have questions prepared. We barely have a game prepared. Um, that's, but, a, that's okay. I think that last day of school is always a little off the cuff. It's a little scrambled <laughs> where sure everybody's is. kind of out of sorts and excited. So we'll just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, and last week, Jason Dole was on. And I, I still have to ask, um, I don't know if Jason's had a chance yet to ask Lauren Kilberg because she said he was the best podcast you'd ever had when he was mm. on a year ago because she listened to every single podcast before she started working here because I, I don't know because she's cool like that. Um, so we have to ask Lauren if he one up to his last time on the show. Okay. And maybe you can one up that right oh, here. Oh, boy. Right here today because no, just I like big shoes to well, fill. I thought that was a really fun conversation, and that was largely off the cuff. And so we have a topic I really want to talk about. Yes, me too. So coming back to my point, um, things go full circle, and with beginnings, there ends. I wanted to have our last show be talking about a new beginning. So next mm. year, um, we, have, um, we have something new and exciting starting that was supposed to start this year. Right. And there were no trainings last year. And right. then we had, you know, we were being really cautious about space and things like that. So we didn't have Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, or as its you know fans call it, CGS, um, that we're going to be starting next fall right. um, here. So if you can tell, I, I'm thinking probably most of our listeners have, have heard of it and don't know what it is. Okay. Maybe, and I, I know some of our listeners... Um, know what it is and love it. Yep. Um, I don't know any who know who don't love it. Really, honestly, I don't either. Uh, and, and and seriously, to the, know it is to love it. It is. <laughs> um, and when I first heard about CGS up in the Twin Cities, I'm not going to say any specifics about it. I'll let you do that. Okay. But um, when I first learned about it, gosh, ten years ago maybe, um, up in the Twin Cities, I had you know lots of different kinds of friends, right? And the thing that was most interesting to me about CGS 
was my friends who are really progressive Catholics, mm. um, or maybe you'd say liberal Catholics, whatever, sure. loved it. Right. Loved all these different pedagogical yes. things about it. Loved how good it was. That they could just see how good it was for kids and whatever. And then I have my really traditional Catholic friends mm -hmm. who loved Love it, it because yes. maybe it's tied to the Eucharist or so. I have friends kind of all over the place yeah. who love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and the like, children I, love it, most especially. Yeah, the yeah, and that's so. Uh, I think. Did you bring me over to the to the atrium at St. Pat's? I did. So yes. it was you, you and, and Laura. my wife Laura, and yes. then our principal, then Jamie Larson. That's right. And the three of us, and then Johnny was there. Johnny and I think was you there. were working with Johnny. Yeah, you were doing the. Yeah, the chasuble. Talk about and, yeah. stuff. And then yeah. Johnny goes home and wants to fold everything we have in the yes, house. Because right. you, you were folding some of the, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, the um, corporals or something. The chasuble, the alb, the cincture, all those yeah. materials um, related to the liturgy. Yeah. So now the listeners are going, okay, just what tell us it? what it is what already. Is so please tell our listeners what CGS is, what it looks sure. like, and may, then we can get into why people love it so much. Yeah. So um, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, um, also known as CGS. It's a method of religious formation for young children, typically around ages 3 to 12. And it is a religious formation that is rooted in three things. It's rooted in the liturgy of the Catholic Church. It's rooted in holy, sacred scripture. And it's rooted in the Montessori philosophy of education. And all three of I those... I haven't heard it boiled down in that before. Yes. This is interesting. Okay. So this, this will help Heather and me as we give tours. We always stop at okay. what is right now kind of an office space. That's going to be the atrium. Right. We stop by there and explain CGS. Yeah. But this is going to kind of help Well, and you can Heather tell people about it. And they're like, okay, okay, I, I think I understand. But they really have to see the atrium. They have to see yeah, this specially prepared environment for the children. And you yep. have to see it to really understand it fully. But I'll do my best here. And so the three, these three things come together. These three essential elements come together in a space called the atrium, which we just mentioned. And then atrium is a specially prepared environment for a young child where they can, um, it, it creates a space and a time for children to come and to um, spend time with God, to spend time in pondering scripture, pondering who God is, and pondering the liturgy of the Catholic Mass. We have so many beautiful materials that are inside this atrium that are specially created just for the young child. Mm -hmm. And like I said, you have to see it, but it is beautiful. And so we are going to have all sorts of different areas inside the atrium where the child can explore and work with these materials in a way that helps them better contemplate who God is. I, as you're talking, I can't wait for, um, and I have to wait, but next year, uh, sensibly in the fall, having parents, especially kindergarten parents, because that's where mm -hmm. this, will, this will be for kindergartners next year, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, to have them come into the atrium and just see it and kind of visualize what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, and you were talking about how it's especially designed for kids and yes. for, and, and so like in teacher speak, we talk about scaffolding. Um, if you want kids to learn um, how to multiply three-digit numbers, first they have to know how to multiply one-digit numbers. Now they're, yes. they're not going to multiply 325 times 764 until they multiply seven times two. And in order to multiply seven times two, mm -hmm. so those are high up in the scaffold, mm -hmm. right? In order to multiply those, they have to know how to add. Mm -hmm. uh, in, order, in order to know how to add, they have to know how numbers work. And so to know how numbers work, they probably start with blocks, just putting them together and saying, I have one here and I have one here. Together I have two. Yeah, yes. so then, you know, and split so all scaffolds, right? And if we're talking about something as complex and as mysterious as faith life, and a relation, I'm 43, and this relationship with Jesus thing still seems to <laughs> escape me, right? That's like mm -hmm. the, the holy grail for me of, of a faith life, but to really feel that um, 
constant personal close connection. If we're trying to get mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. we've got to scaffold it. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. just feel like putting this in kid world without mm -hmm. without making it silly or dumb, mm -hmm. um, or even childish, honestly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to put it right in their hands, mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like the, the atrium and, and the works, which I'm sure you'll explain in a minute, yes. um, that, that scaffolds faith for kids. Right. And when I first toured um, the atrium with you guys, I came back here and I told Bob Gardner, who was our uh, middle school campus minister and religion teacher at the time, I said, um, we're gonna have to change how we do middle school curriculum mm -hmm. because the kids we're gonna be giving, you know, the kids are gonna have come through this program. Mm -hmm. They're gonna need something so much <laughs> more elevated than mm -hmm. what we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. and that wasn't that wasn't at all goal. a comment of what we were doing or yes. of him at all. Right. That was a statement about just how great this program is and when yes. our teachers and staff yes. are going through it. Yes. Um, it's just going to change the game. It is. Well, Jesus said we must become like little children yeah. in order to enter the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so sometimes we we make things so difficult. Um, and sometimes if we simplify it just down to the very essential truths of our faith, um, and that is what we give the children. And in, in my own formation as a catechist in CGS, um, one thing that we're taught over and over is give the children rich food, but not much of it. So we give the children, these youngest children as, as young as three, we give them the beauty and truth and fullness of our, of our Catholic faith, but we just give them little bits huh. in order for them to taste and see. Do you know and, who said that? I love that. Uh, it's part of my formation. Okay. Somebody way smarter than me said it. Be and because this formation is huge, it's not it like is. you go for a couple hours. No, no. If you want to be a level, a trained level one catechist um, in Catechese of Good Shepherd, it's about 90 to 100 hours of formation. And you're already level one trained? I'm level one trained. I'm level two trained. And this summer, I'm actually starting my level three wow. training. Um, and that takes two years. I'll do half of it this summer and half of it next summer. So. And um, and we have three other parents and one teacher getting the training this summer? We have a nice little handful. We yeah. have another mom who just uh, committed yesterday to training. And I have a few in the wings that I'm still working on. So if anybody's listening to this podcast and they would enjoy being trained as a level one catechist and catechesis of the Good Shepherd, we have a training going on this summer at St. Patrick's, which is very, very fortunate. Um, and I would welcome uh, a discussion with you if you are <laughs> thinking that this might be something that would appeal to you or you might be interested in. And um, so, yeah. Please talk to me. And what and you said to people while you're making your pitch for getting the training, um, we have funding to pay for people's training. Yes. So there's that. Um, and I've heard you say, this is, um, and I, I buy what you're saying here. It's like a, a retreat. Because when it Laura is. and I it is. And, uh, and Jamie and Johnny went and had, whatever it was, an hour, two hours mm -hmm. in the, in the atrium mm -hmm. with you, mm -hmm. um, I explained that to people as um, sort of a conversion experience. It was like hearing going on a little retreat. And I've heard you say that this yeah. training, even if you're not going to become a catechist in the program, the experience can still be very good for people. It's very formative. It and and yeah. I, you know, felt like I've kind of, you know, know my way around my Catholic faith, but you go to this formation and it is like a retreat experience. And um, yes, I'm now trained in level one after going through that, but I would, it doesn't feel like, you know, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, Logging through hours of formation, it is like a retreat experience where you just come to know your faith more deeply and to love it even more. And so it's a great combination of child development and how children learn and faith and all these other lovely people who are interested in those same things. It's a great, great time. So just now I didn't hear you say get to know more about your faith because I feel like a lot of Catholics know about mm -hmm. our, our faith is a person, right? Mm -hmm. um, our, our faith is Jesus. So uh, I didn't hear you say you get to know more about your faith because I feel like, I don't know, for me, 
osteology major. I don't know, so maybe it's just me, but I think a lot of us know a lot about Jesus if we take our faith seriously. But like I said, I think I feel like that holy grail is to actually know our faith or to know Jesus and mm-hmm. feel like we have that very intimate personal connection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, and yes, I know there's, you know, pieces about first century Palestine and the sure. land and all the, yeah. I know that's part of it yes. and what the kids get even. Yes. But I feel like the training will probably help your relationship with Jesus grow. Yes, and so then that way we can also invite children into this mystery with us. And, and that's what the atrium is all about, is inviting children to spend time in exploring this mystery of God. And and really, you talk about knowing Jesus, it is to that for, for the first level, the children, three, four, five, six years old, the central theme is Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And the children who go through Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, they become very deeply rooted in this interior knowledge that they are deeply loved by a God who intimately knows them and calls them by name, and that is the Good Shepherd. And so they find themselves, even as adults, you know, my consolation as a catechist is, you know, sometimes as, as parents even, we, we try to impart our faith and this knowledge of God onto our children, but who knows if they're really going to hang on to that in the years to come, you know, and that is something that we, we give to God and hope that our children will continue to grow in their faith as they leave. But even if they were to wander, just like that little sheep, you know, mm-hmm. the one who wanders far in the in the wilderness, that um, that that the good shepherd calls them by name and he knows them. And the children, it says the sheep know the voice of the good shepherd mm-hmm. and they do not follow the voice of a stranger. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, a theme that we really dive into with the youngest children and for them to know Jesus as their good shepherd who will lay down his life for them. This has become, they begin to know that God, Jesus, who is their good shepherd, loves them uh, so incredibly much. And so um, it's beautiful and um, it's it's something that I will probably continue to work with the rest of my life um, because it is it's so it's so rich and beautiful and so I'm thrilled to be able to share it with the children of Holy Family. So yeah, let's I, go there. Yeah. So tell, tell us about how because you know how an atrium works and um, the needs and the challenges and, and that sort of thing. Um, tell us how you because I mean, really, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan almost from a distance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know mm-hmm. enough to know that this is going to be good in our school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd love to have you share with, with our listeners. I mean, my God, I'm, I'm going to have a, a kindergarten next year. So, yeah, um, yeah my, my gosh, like, I can't wait for Johnny <laughs> to be in the eighth yeah. next year. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be so good for him. Like, yeah. he doesn't want to know um, that the the reason for everything loves you very personally and deeply yes. and, and more than you can understand. Yes. Like, I want Johnny to get that. I wish my older kids had it. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew it better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how do you see it working at, at the school? I mean, we know it's going to be sessions of small groups of kids. Yeah, right. So let me just back up just a little bit and say that Catechies of the Good Shepherd is not just like the latest, greatest, newest, flashiest curriculum. This has been around since 1954. It started in Rome, Italy by two women, and it has slowly grown all across the world. So it is now in about 37 countries. It's on every continent of the world, except for Antarctica. And it is, there are thousands and thousands of atria around the United States, the atria being that specially prepared environment, that room in which the Catechies of the Good Shepherd takes place. And so this is growing um, kind of exponentially in the United States. And so it's been an Iowa for a long, long time since I want to say like maybe mid-1980s, but mostly in the Des Moines area. And so it has just come to Eastern Iowa recently, I would say probably in the last five to seven years. And so I've been working in Catechies of the Good Shepherd at St. Patrick's Catholic Church now for I think four or five years now, maybe four years. And um, 
you know, as I'm, I'm working in this, and this is part of our religious education program at St. Patrick's. Right. And so this is our like Wednesday night religious ed that we offer right. to children who maybe aren't in Catholic school. And so um, it, you know, as I'm working with these children, I'm like, well, this is, this is great for all children. Yeah. <laughs> and I want this at our Catholic school. I want this right. at Holy Family. And so this was kind of in my mind years ago, like this would be great someday if we could get something like this at, at our Catholic school. And so anyway, here we are and you are on board and Ms. Williams, Ms. Williams is on board. And yep. so I'm excited and like, I'm on board. So yeah. let's do this. Well, and we have several teachers who are on board. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. one, I mean, she won't be teaching, but Lauren Hilberg, our middle school religion teacher and our campus minister, uh, I believe she'll be taking the training this summer. Mm -hmm. Just again, kind of for that personal formation. For her own formation. How she yes. teaches. Yes. Uh, she won't be the atrium teaching kindergartners next right, year. Right, right. Um, it's great when you have teachers and you have parents who also have this formation, and um, it's just great for just even just as a parent knowing this kind of uh, method of formation for children and, and for your own formation as well. So yeah, so uh, next year we're going to start with kindergarten, um, and for lots of different reasons, but uh, the children will come to the atrium once a week, which is pretty typical. And they'll be there for an hour and they will receive this. So there'll be a, a room that we have. I think you have a room uh, ready for, you know, like giving us a space yeah, right over there. Yep. Right, right in the entrance. Well, of I didn't know if things like it changed since we had last talked or yeah, whatever. Uh, so. no, that's, uh, I mean, right now it's changed. It's, there's a lot of storage in there. Yeah. There's a few yeah. desks in there and some yeah. teacher workspace. Yeah. Yeah. But that, no, we have that room bookmarked. So this summer we'll be, we'll be going in there. Yes, I think so. We have a team of catechists who are already trained or yet to be trained. And we're going to go transform that room this summer and fill it with beautiful materials um, for the children. works, not works. Teachers usually call blocks or whatever they're using to teach yeah. stuff manipulatives. Manipulatives, because, you know, yep. You manipulate with your hands. Materials, works, those are all kind of maybe, yeah. maybe taken from the Montessori right. element. Um, so like if you're going to go into the, you know, you can expect most atria all around the world are going to look very similar, a level one atrium, right. which is for three to six year old children, which would be like preschool and kindergarten. We're going to have, um, there'll be a geography corner, which will be filled with materials related to the land of Israel, like a, a puzzle map. There'll be a race service map of Israel, um, highlighting the three principal cities in Jesus's life. Um, there'll be a model city of Jerusalem where they can move the walls of Jerusalem, the uh, Tower of Antonia, Herod's Palace, uh, Garden of Olives, the tomb. So they become very familiar with the land of Israel as the land in which God sent his only son, the very small land where God sent his only son to live and die and rise again. And they become to realize that Jesus was a re real person in a real time in history and a real place in the world. It wasn't just a fairy tale. Like he was a real person. Here's where he lived. Um, there's also going to be an area for uh, the liturgy. So we'll have, like you were talking about earlier, the vestments of the priest, mm -hmm. the chasubles, the um, the liturgical calendar area. These are all materials that the children get to work with on their own. Um, they get receive a presentation and then they're invited to work with those materials again um, anytime they want to during free time. There will also be uh, the Good Shepherd table. We'll have the materials related to the Good Shepherd and the sheep and the sheepfold. They can work with that. There will be an area on the parables. We have about five parables that we explore in Level 1 Atrium. The infancy narratives, the Annunciation, um, Visitation, uh, Nativity, um, Presentation of the Temple, and... Um, and missing one. Oh, Adoration of the Magi. So these are beautiful materials where we mm. have like the actual buildings and then we have the, the we have painted peg dolls that, and catechists make all of these materials. Right. And so we, we will be busy this summer finishing <laughs> this up. 
Um, what's another area? Oh, the altar area. This is a favorite of the children. So this is where we explore the articles of the Mass. So we're going to have a, a model altar, model sacristy cabinet, um, and they'll have, oh, a model tabernacle. So the children get to use the articles of the Mass, like the paten and the chalice and the cruets and the candles and the altar cloth. And so they can prepare the altar. Um, and this helps the child just orient to the Mass mm -hmm. so that they, when they do go to Mass with their families, they're like, I recognize these things. Mm -hmm. I know what the paten is. I know what the chalice is. And throughout all these presentations that we give to the children, which are beautiful and prayerful, and um, we have songs that go with them that help them remember what no. these names are. Um, and we have extension materials that go with each of these materials. So we have like, there's gonna be like collage, pasting and cutting that they can do. And so it really becomes a place where the children come during their week where they can um, just dive more deeply um, into yeah. the life of the church. And it seems sometimes when you're talking about like young children, like really, do they really, you know, <laughs> this is really kind of as good as it sounds. And I will say that sometimes there are some moments of busyness and chaos, but really the atrium becomes a very quiet, prayerful, sacred place mm -hmm. where children come. And that is the goal. I mean, it's almost like a little retreat house for children because <laughs> it is quiet. Um, we walk softly, we talk softly, um, the lighting is low, we have a lot of lamps in there, rugs on the floor. We really try to orient the child to what it is like to be in the presence of God and so and in Holy Scripture. And so when we go to church, we talk softly, mm -hmm. we walk slowly, we're quiet, we're listening. And that's kind of the way the life of the atrium yeah. uh, becomes too. And it just orients the child to that. And so it really is a beautiful, beautiful time with the children. I, so, okay, that was much more eloquent than I've ever put it, for sure. Uh, I always boil it down uh, on tours. So you can tell me how this mm -hmm. is up to stuff. Um, first time, you know, parents hearing about it for the first time walking by, um, I say, to me, it really seems like contemplative play. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're in there, they're, yeah, I mean, they're playing like little, um, you know, chalices and things mm -hmm. and on an altar, mm -hmm. you know, kind yep. of their side. So it's, um, yeah, I, I, to me it looks like a contemplative play. It is, it is. And I think that that's a, that's a fine comparison. Um, but to a child, um, sometimes play, that is their work. That is their work, absolutely. Young children, yeah. play is their work and they immerse themselves into it. And when a child, you see a child playing or working, like their whole body, <laughs> like, you know, you these little three-year-olds, you know, if they're gonna like do something, they're doing with their whole body, right? You know, they're not distracted. They're not like also doing looking over there. Their whole body is involved. And so that is what we try to achieve in the atrium. So if they're gonna, if they're gonna learn about the mass, well, let's, give them the materials that they can move them and manipulate them and put them on the altar and put them back on the sacristy cabinet and fold the linens and yeah. we just involve all the senses. Yeah. That's funny that you talked about that. Um, I was actually, uh, I think it was my freshman year at um, St. Yeah. Thomas in uh, undergrad and I was just a psychology department was doing a study or something so I volunteered to be part of it. And so I'm sitting there and get this all these simple puzzles and then they had, intentionally they would try to distract you with different things. Um, and and so then after I was done doing the study, they explained kind of the purpose of the study. And the thesis they were testing was um, they had kids who were participating as well. I was, you know, mm. whatever, 19 or something. Um, but they said people who were, you know, more grown 
um, we're much more distracted by sounds or sights yes. and things like that. And yes. so we would get off task. But if someone had young children doing it, the kids are like, do a puzzle? Okay. Yeah. And then they're doing the puzzle. But the sounds and stuff, it's like it wasn't even there. They were totally yeah. into their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like, it's trying to take like a child for a walk around the block. Right? So our goal is to get around the block, right? Yeah. But a child, you know, they're like, oh, let's look at this crack on the sidewalk and yeah. the ants that, that are crawling in and out. And, you're, and yeah. it's like, we're never going to get home. Yeah. We're going to be stuck here forever. And that's just, that's just that age of child. And that's the beauty of that <laughs> concentration. And you had mentioned contemplation earlier. And I just wanted to mention something else about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, which is that um, Mother Teresa's Sisters of Charity, um, I think it was back in 2003, they adopted catechesis of the Good Shepherd as their religious formation that they use oh, wow. um, in all of their orphanages and schools around the world. And wow. if you want to become a Sister of Charity, not that you can, Zach, but, <laughs> in but theory, they have third order. That's pretty. Okay. Oh, okay. Be. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you could, but um, what I was going to say was that if you wanted to become a Sister of Charity, your own formation as a Sister will include. The training, okay. a level one, level two. So they are all trained in Catechism of the Good Shepherd wow. all around the world. And so we have people who come from the United States that fly out to different parts of the world to train the Sisters of Charity in Catechism of the Good Shepherd. Okay. Yeah. And so they have atria all around the world. So you can go to atria here at Holy Family or you can go to um, a uh, CGS atrium in you know, in India, hmm. and the children are receiving those the same that same message of the Good Shepherd um, wherever you go. And the materials are going to look a little bit different, but really, that atrium is still going to have those essential elements of geography, parables, the mass, liturgy. All these things are going to be very similar. Awesome. So, um, yeah, there are there's atria all around the world, and so there's there's you know, like I said, every continent, Alaska, and all all around. So it's not just awesome. like the latest and greatest thing. It's um, it is a great thing, but it's it's been around for a while, and I'm excited to have it here at Holy Family. I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, are you at liberty to share names of people who are doing this? I noticed you didn't say the name of the person who just <laughs> I don't want to put them on the spot. Well, we know Mary Jo, who used to be our teacher She's all here. In. I don't think yes. Mary Jo would mind us sharing that. No, she is all excited about getting trained. She had actually wanted to get trained last summer, right. and she was all in on that. Yep. And then they canceled because of COVID. So, um, yeah, and then we have uh, Lauren Kilberg's getting trained. Mm -hmm. um, we have another new mom, Hannah, and she's already trained. And right. she moved Just from Illinois. In. Yeah, so and she... I met some friends of hers earlier this week who came for a tour who are also excited about CGS. I'm telling you, CGS is a common denominator. A like, people who know it love it. And yeah. they're like, oh, you have this at your school? So I'm hoping it, it's good for us. And I, yeah, and again, I've just, I've never seen someone who's like, oh, CGS, yeah, I learned about that. Mm -hmm. Not, not impressed. No, it's, no. It's, yeah, it's just you it's never hear that. Good. You go, oh, that I can see why that would be really yeah, good for kids. Yeah. So I think I think um, Holy Family might be the first school in all of the Archdiocese of Dubuque. I think we're maybe the first in the state of Iowa. Somebody told me that uh, when we were doing our homework. Maybe. Was I maybe misinformed? Not sure. Um, I'm not sure. Des Moines, I'm not sure what Des Moines, I think they had it and then they lost it actually. I'm not quite sure how that all worked so out. So maybe not the first, but maybe the only? Maybe the school? only. Uh, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it's going to be good. That's for sure. Um, was there anything else about CGS you want to share with folks who are listening? You know, we... just if you have more questions about it or maybe your interest has been piqued, um, I am always happy to, to talk to people about Catechism of the Good Shepherd. And um, we have uh, six beautiful atria over at St. Patrick's. Wow. We have two level ones, two level twos, and two level threes at St. Patrick's. And so um, if you are more interested in this, I'm happy to take you around over at St. Patrick's. If you want to be more involved, please reach out to me or to Zach, and uh, we will be in touch. Awesome. 
Uh, and I, I didn't. I, I, I generally start when we do. Um, well, getting to know you, or we are family, or any one of our um, conversation segments of the show with, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, but we, <laughs> we didn't do that, we jumped right into CGS. Uh, so I apologize <laughs> okay, for that. That's more important. But I think we've gone um, quite a ways here. So I am going to maybe invite you back for another pod, and you can you tell bet. everybody, you know, because you've been in Holy Family forever, and you've had a bunch of kids years. go through. Wow. 19, we just finished our 19th year at Holy Family. Jeez. Yeah. Um, and more to come with a. That's right. We'll be here another seven years, I think. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, well, I'm happy to hear that and look forward to another seven years. Um, but I do have a little game prepared. Can you play a quick game with us before I we sign off? I will try. Awesome. All right, we'll play Word Up. So this is as easy as it sounds. I'll say a word. You'll see what comes to mind. Okay. All right? You're smiling, so I'm, I'm glad you're on board. <laughs> All right. So here we go. School. Out. Yeah. Phone. You're not allowed to think. Talk. <laughs> okay. Um, Max. Cute. Yeah, he is. Uh, Jesus. Good shepherd. There you go. Coffee. Talk. No, no, you, you brought your coffee. I brought my coffee. You want to tell people how your third? No. My third child? Yeah, my fourth child. Fourth? Yeah, my 18-year-old daughter gave me some tips on the podcast. She's like, Mom, it's a conversation. It's not a speech. This is a conversation. So, like, bring a cup of coffee and you're just going to talk. <laughs> the funny thing is when, when I – so many people, when I invite them on the pod, they're like, I don't know, what should I wear? And I'm going, you know what podcasts are, right? There's no camera anywhere. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know. They're like, I don't really want to be on camera today. Um, so, yeah, just the, um, just the mic. Uh, anyway, the one word that we always – do you know because you listen to the show a lot? What's the one word I always include in Word Up? You don't know? Taco. Taco Tuesday. Oh, Taco Tuesday. Um, band. Marching. Uh, Marina's in band, right? She is. What does she play? Percussion. Oh, Marie. Um, oh, yeah, I knew that. Um, prayer. Quiet. Summer. Vacation. You guys have any plans? Oh, you know what? The pools. We are big Cedar Rapids Pools fans, so you will find us at Cherry Hill Pool this summer. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be doing like a sign-up, I think, to limit numbers? or Are they? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I heard, which I would actually love every year. Because <laughs> my kids are always like, hey, Dad. You're, are we gonna go swimming this summer? Yeah, I think I think pools are open this summer. Dad, childcare is though, right? Yes. <laughs> we'll be at the pool. Oh, the for kids, sure. And then the bus pulls up with childcare, and yeah. Laura and I are still like, oh no, come. here comes yeah. thirty kids that are not gonna be supervised. <laughs> um, kids. Six. Yeah. You wanna rattle them off real quick? Sure. I have Jonathan, Jacob, Alex, Kate, Marie, and Max. Woohoo! That's why she said Max is cute earlier on when I yeah, said Max. Yeah, because my youngest. The know. youngest is always the cutest. Family. Holy family. Woo! And reading. Reading. Uh, I was going to say, like, not enough time for reading. I, I thought wish, you were going to say something I like wish that. I used to be such a big reader, and these days, I just can't find the time. But you do, um, you're always doing stuff, though, right? You're building things for the, for oh, the HM, yes. or you're, you guys have a oh, yeah. garden that's oh, yeah. um, you're, you're no. outside your house is very thoughtful. Yes. So there is, I'm going to have to pull it up here. My brother in law, uh, Joe. Uh, told me there's this app called Libby. Are Libby? you familiar with Libby? I'm not. L-I-B-B-Y. Okay. Um, he introduced me to Libby, and I just um, got it rolling. Um, basically, it's um, you um, 
Gosh. So you put the app on your phone, and then it functions like, I'm trying to think of the app that you have to pay for where you have books read to you. Audible? It's like Audible, but it's free. Okay. I have someone. It's called Hoopla. Same it's thing? It's the same thing. It's okay. through Cedar Rapids. If you have the library card, oh my gosh, it's so easy. I'm not a big, very big tech person, and this was very easy for me to navigate. So Hoopla. So, so that's what I did. Yeah. Okay. Libby's the same as Hoopla, I guess. Yeah. But I was going to give you a hot tip that you already have here. So you can listen to books while you're yes. gardening or fixing we things. We have just started listening to Hoopla since I found out awesome. about it, and Max has been listening to a lot of nice. I Survived books on I use a lot of those. Yeah, those are a little intense sometimes, though. <laughs> I'm like, yee. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know if, if, if Max is like Freddie was or like I am reading. It's like, why would you read fiction that didn't really happen? Like, let's talk about things that are mm-hmm. real. I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of into nonfiction. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's it, man. That was word association. Okay. That didn't hurt. Okay. Thanks for coming on the show. I was happy to be here. And we'll have you back so we can actually talk more about your six children and um, Ted, who, yeah, Ted and two children have already been on the show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all your connections with the churches and Holy Family and Xavier and everything else I'd that be you happy guys are, to. You have bet. been up to. You've been up to all kinds of good stuff. Anything else you want to say to our uh, friends and family? I guess hi, mom. Uh, anything else you want to say to anybody who's listening? I'd just like to wish everybody a happy, happy summer and uh, enjoy this time with your kids. It goes way too fast, and I just uh, my prayer for all of Holy Family is that we just have a wonderful, safe, healthy summer, yes. and see you back in the fall. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening, everybody. God bless your weekend.